welcome to Don't Eat Your Young, a nursing podcast. I'm your host, Beth Quass. We will hear stories from nurses just like you that will educate, validate, and inspire you. Today we have Ashley Hughes. She decided that bedside nursing wasn't going to be for her entire career, and she launched out and started a legal nurse consulting business. She has a lot of great information, uh, especially from learning from her own experience and setting this up, and she's now teaching others to move into this same business. are you, Ashley? Oh, I am blessed. And how about you, Beth? I am doing just great. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I've been a registered nurse for going on 13 years, 13 plus years, actually going on 14 years. I currently am also a legal nurse consultant and nurse expert witness. So I have a nursing business um, as well. Uh, it's called True Vine Legal Nurse Council. It's a PLLC. I love nursing. I've been doing it for the 13 plus years. Uh, My background has been primarily critical care, uh, surgical trauma ICU, cardiac ICU. And I've also done nursing management in critical care as well. Uh, I've done trauma response nurse, also work within the emergency department as well. And I do still I do that uh, PRN in order to, you know, keep up with my nursing license. And I'm and I'm more focused on my legal nurse consulting business and um, providing those nurse expert witness services. And then also I mentor other nurses who want to get into the legal nurse consulting as well. What part of the country do you work in? I work in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And what's the nursing staffing like in Charlotte around your area? We're on the East Coast uh, and there's no unions, you know, in North Carolina. Uh, Interesting. So, yeah, there's no unions. Uh, Pretty much you have to go through like shared governance, which is set by the hospital uh, you know, if you want your opinions and your voice to be heard and within the hospital, they work on those issues to resolve for the nurses. However, the nurses don't have like a voice separate from the hospital, you know, to talk about any of their concerns. So that can impact patient ratios and the patient ratios right now. I know if you work in the critical care Unit, And I've heard this also from surrounding hospitals as well, not talking about where I work, but um, the ratio is now for critical care. It's like three to one, three critical care patients to one patient to one nurse, excuse me. And also I've heard on like med surge units, they usually have five or six, you know, patients to one nurse. Well, Obviously, that's changed over the little while. Do you attribute that to not enough nurses out in the workforce, or do you attribute that to hospitals trying to save money or just not enough nurses available for those shifts? A combination. I do believe that, you know, of course, we all know we've heard this since nursing school. There's going to be a shortage of nursing, nursing 
and that and we're living in that now. And so I believe some of that has something to do with it. And then also as well, uh, I do believe that the hospitals do not want to invest due to whatever reason in having quality nurses in the hospital so that they can, you know, fulfill that void in the shortage. Have you seen nurses leave nursing because of the stress that they're under? Yes, I've seen nurses leave. Uh, They switch to another profession because they said they are burned out. I've heard even some nurses say, I'm just taking a year off. Um, You know, they have the luxury of doing that because they have a spouse or whatever the reason may be um, because they just want to take a break. They just want to walk away and do something else because of the atmosphere and what they have to work in. Right. And our stress levels and our um, patient acuity and what we have to try to get done in a shift is just getting to be more and more and more. We're getting more piled on top. What do you think we can do to change that? Well, number one, I think the hospitals, and I've always said this for a while, they need to invest in nurses. And I understand at the top, they get a high percentage or compensation. Uh, but the nurses are what primarily what makes up the hospital. And so I've always said a hospital that invests in their nurses, uh, you know, for instance, uh, make sure they're compensating them well. Uh, the second thing is making sure the benefits that they're, you know, that they're providing good health benefits through the hospital. And I know that we don't do pensions anymore. As I remember when I first came in as a nurse, they would offer that as a benefit, uh, but that's gone now. So, you know, even just offering, you know, the good health benefits uh, and making sure that these benefits help also to cover their family as well. Uh, even offering them like more PTO, paid time off and things of that sort, investing actually in their nurses, uh, matching them. Um, I know one hospital, they match at 6%, which is great, you know, with your 401k, you know, so things of that nature. And then actually listening to the nurses is one thing. The second thing is actually doing something about it. Right. (laughs) So I, I think a lot of them just hear, 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 but they don't, they they don't become a doer of actually listening to what they hear. And so, um, actually doing what they hear. And so actually just, you know, compensating them well and paying them for what they're worth, not paying them as far as, okay, you've been with this system for two, three, five years, but hey, I recognize you've been a nurse for 10 years or 20 years or five years. And so, you know, I want, we want, we recognize the skills that you bring to this company, uh, to this, you know, to the hospital. And we definitely want to compensate you for that. And then also just, and I apologize if I I don't want to ramble. No, I agree with what you're saying. (laughs) But also, you know, um, just making sure that, you know, they invest in hiring more nurses so that the patient staff ratios can be low because then it'll be less stress and they can really concentrate and provide quality nursing to their patient, which we all know that's going to drive your patient outcomes up. 
We all have seen the studies. We know that the research is out there saying if you take great care of your patients, you're going to get them well faster, get them discharged faster, which ultimately saves the hospital money. Right. I totally agree. Compensation is part of it. Benefits is part of it. I would love to see a pension come back for nurses across the country and not just a pension where they can retire it, you know, in their 60s. I would love the opportunity for nurses to retire at 55 or earlier if they choose to, but we are, we're running our nurses into the ground, both physically and mentally, and it's not helping anyone. And we're seeing nurses leave the profession, which is, it's just sad. You cannot replace an experienced nurse with just another, another new nurse out there. The experience can't be gained unless you've done the time. You're exactly right. And this goes beyond like a city, state, national. And also, you know, I thought about this and I actually said, you know, Congress, not to be political, but Congress needs to actually take an initiative as well and hold these hospitals accountable. Um, and, and as far as what, you know, they need to um, make sure it's in place for the nurses on a more national level. Um, for instance, like with our military, we take care of them because, you know, of course we should. They serve our country. You know, they defend and they're they're making a sacrifice. And um, I'm not saying we're on the same level as the military, but, I, you know, because a lot of them have to go in combat and things like that. But nowadays, the nurses, we're we're on the front lines and, um, you know, we're on the front lines against a disease, you know, against a virus. Okay. And there's a sacrifice because we're having to get out there and provide the, the care to the patients and, you know, work through that. Okay. And then we go back to our families. And with that being said, I like to say there needs to be some type of con- uh, le- uh, legislative or federal type bill where Congress says, OK, for everybody that's a nurse, we're going to take care of you. We're going to make sure you have, you know, you don't have to pay for your health care. OK, like with the military, even like with the housing, you know, the military gets a GI bill. There needs to be something in place for the nurses as well. Uh, and hey, we'll also pay for you to go back to school as well and just put initiatives, initiatives in for nurses national. And that I also believe will help with the nursing shortage as well. I completely agree with what you're saying. Yes. So those are just my thoughts. <laughs> no, I think those are great ideas. And I think, um, I don't know if some people realize what is going to happen if we don't have enough nurses to cover these spots. And we're getting there. We're there right now, but it's only going to get worse. I think COVID pushed um, a lot of people out maybe earlier than they wanted to go. And maybe some people rethought going into nursing because of this. So we need to incentivize bringing nurses in and retaining the ones that are already here. Yes. Taking care of the people that are already here and then taking care, you know, starting at the beginning of the ones that are coming in. So there needs to, in my opinion, it needs to be national. It needs to be a bill passed, a package, you know, to compensate and take care of our nurses. Absolutely. And we know this goes beyond just the nursing profession, but we're nurses and that's what we're here to talk about today. And I think 
we really need to advocate for that. And I think in our schools of nursing too, we need to teach nursing students more about what they're getting into. Yes, I totally agree. I see a lot of young nurses and nursing students questioning if this is really what they want to do. And I think they're not always the best prepared to get out and do the clinical care. Right, right. Something is something that you mentioned that because, um, you know, when we came along, I graduated in 07. So I got to see some of the end part of that, how nursing was before it shifted um, into, you know, your electronic medical records and things of that sort. You know, when you came in as a nurse, a new grad, if you were to work in critical care, emergency room, you, you couldn't even get in those areas because they wanted you to be prepared because those are more, you know, there are, those are more invasive areas. Um, and they wanted you to be prepared before you went into that sector of nursing. But even with med surge and wherever you went to nursing, you were in orientation for at least six months you know, six, seven to eight months. And if they did allow you to go in those critical care emergency room uh, areas, they would, you would have to at least do a year or so. Now I'm seeing um, and, and hearing nurses are just being thrown, new grads thrown out there because of this virus. They're just being thrown out there uh, that, that not with proper preparation or anything. And my heart really goes out to them because they didn't get the same advantages that we got. And they may not have finished clinicals the way that they should have. A lot of students were pushed out of the hospitals when COVID came along. And so not only did they not get the orientation, they didn't get to finish their clinicals with real patients. Simulation can only take you that far. So I completely agree with what you're saying. I am very saddened for this group of new grads coming out because they are kind of starting behind the eight ball. They have a disadvantage and also it's putting them um, in a position to be more legally liable if something happens with that patient and it sets them up for being more at risk for being involved in legal cases. You know, they may get subpoenaed because something happened with a patient, you know, and also the hospitals are held liable, I think, as well, because they should set a standard and, you know, not allow new grads to be thrown out there like that. I'm seeing new grads being thrown into charge nurse positions, um, and I'm hearing that as well, like three months in. Right. And they haven't even been a nurse that long, and they're making these decisions, you know, and it's, it just puts them at a disadvantage. And I would say for any new nurse or nursing student, find a mentor, find someone you can trust. Yes. Call me, call Ashley, yes. call somebody, call get a hold of Please. us because we truly want to help our younger nurses and support them. And it's hard to do. It's hard to ask for help sometimes, but we don't want people leaving the profession. No, no, because we need our nurses and they're they're the body, I mean, the sum total of health care. Yes. If it wasn't for the nurses, there would be no health care. I, I completely <laughs> agree. Yes. So you, how long ago did you decide that you wanted to start a business and do something a little bit different? Because what you're doing is kind of unique. Well, actually, um, I wanted to be a CRNA. <laughs> you know, uh, it's never too late. 
It's narrative. <laughs> I actually, you know, when I was, um, I took, um, what is it called? Allied Health mm-hmm. or Health Occupations. I took that. Um, I don't even know if they offer that funding in high schools now, but I took that before I um, got into nursing school. And I, when I got into nursing school, I heard, I saw about, I saw and heard about CRNA. And I was like, I want to be a CRNA. That's what I want to do. And, and then also I saw legal nurse consultant. I said, I would love to do that too. But so what, so my goal was when I first became a nurse, you know, get into critical care, uh, you know, cause you know, to get into CRNA school, they say, you know, you need to get familiar with handling a lot of hemodynamics and, infusing drips into patients and dealing with different lines and stuff like that. And so I got all that experience and I was like, okay, now am I going to apply to go? And then I shadowed twice and I was like, it's cold in the OR. (laughs) Anybody that knows me knows I don't like the cold. (laughs) And, but hey, you know, but someone told me it's ways you can get around that. But for some reason, I just got taken in another path. Um, and I, and I, my hat goes out, goes out to CRNAs. And I thank you for the work that you do as well. Thank you. Because you guys are really, you know, even though the patient is asleep, you all are there with that patient, taking care of that patient. The responsibility really at the end lies on you all. And I want to say, you know, I, I commend you all and I commend you for being a CRNA. Thank you. We have a really good gig because we just have one patient at a time. And so I would say the same to, you know, the nurses out there in the ER and the ICU and on the floors. Good for you to, to stick with it because you're trying to juggle way too much, right. way too much. Right. And I, the, in my personality type, I'm always a type of person. If there's a problem, I want to fix it. Like, how can how I want to be used to fix it? Like, how can we fix this problem? And, you know, I've been on the shared governance committees and the peer review, you know, peer review committees and the, the, the documentation committees and all these different kinds of committees, you know, in my nursing career. And I was like, you know, and then I would see the other side, you know, what the patient would endure as well. And so um, I looked into legal nurse consultant, I was researching it. And I was like, you know, I like looking in charts. (laughs) I love, you know, seeing what was the problem, what happened, you know, and then it gives you an insight in your profession of how things need to be fixed. And then also, I was getting to a point where I was like, I can't keep doing bedside forever. I saw in my mind, I don't want to retire as a bedside nurse. Not Now, for those who retire as a bedside nurse, if that's your calling and that's what you're supposed to do, that's great. And I'm not down on that. But for me, I just feel like there's more for me that I can do. And tying it, you know, with prayer and, you know, because, you know, I believe in prayer. And just getting that confirmation from God, you know, I was like, you know, that it led me in the path of doing this. And so one great thing about my business, Legal Nurse Consulting, is that you can review records for the defense, which is the hospital or the medical facility that's, you know, in litigation or in a legal case, or you can be on the plaintiffs. You can, you know, review cases 
for the plaintiff, which is, you know, in our world, the patients uh, who felt like there was some type of damages that they incurred. Uh, I'll tell you with this, I have learned a lot um, just over the past going on six years doing legal nurse consulting. The issues that are, you know, happening and what's going on. And it helps me to tell my fellow nurses and peers, you know, these are things you need to look out for and watch and you need to do so that you won't end up in any type of litigation case. Yeah. Or if you do get subpoenaed, you know, you're covered because, you know, like they say, and this never changes, if you didn't document it, you didn't do it. Absolutely. We, <laughs> that is driven home in school for sure. So how did you start on, what steps did you take to become a legal nurse consultant? Well, I went through a certification program because back then um, they were really pushing certification, certification, certifications. And so um, that was about five years ago. So I went through a certification. Um, it was actually um, a course and um, that I took And once I got done with the course, I actually took uh, I actually took a test through this certification uh, company, uh, which a trial attorney uh, that was her business. And so after I took the certification, you know, they gave me my certification, said, hey, you're a legal nurse consultant. However, there was more things I needed to learn. Um, One thing is marketing. They don't teach us in nursing school how to market. They just, they just say, hey, you don't have to worry about marketing. We just want you to apply at the hospitals and the hospitals will handle all that. We just need your skills. We need you. Uh, and I think that's something they need to teach nurses how to market. I, I believe in in nursing school because we are just we're more than a bedside nurse. We are we are in the business sector where we can be entrepreneurs. We can work in the federal lane. I mean, it's just so much we can do. But that's a long, that's another story. So I won't go into that. Uh, but to answer your question, I got the certification and then the marketing piece, which I'm sharing with you, was a big deal. I had to learn on my own a lot of marketing pieces on how to reach out to attorneys and let them know what you're doing without it, without it coming in a spamming solicitate solicitating type of way. Well, and the great thing is that you did go through that and you learned how to do it. And now you are offering to show other people how to do it. So talk about that. Well, all last year, I I, I wasn't even thinking about a mentorship, (laughs) to be honest with you. But on last year, I got a lot of calls and, you know, people reached out to me on Facebook, on Messenger and was like, hey, I really want to get into legal nurse consultant and some of the groups that I was involved in on Facebook. How do you get into it? You know, or I could be talking in conversations with someone about something else and they found out what I was doing. How do you get into that? And I found myself because I'm really passionate about it. I found myself talking for like over an hour going into two hours about legal nurse consultant and how to get into it because I wanted them to know about the things that I didn't know and I wanted to share with them the essentials that they needed. Not the fluff and puff, but this is the essential things that I learned that you need to have. Getting to the point. 
so then someone had mentioned, I said, you know what? I need to do a mentorship because, and then somebody else was pointing out to me, you're spending a lot of time, you know, doing this and you need to offer this as a service. And I say, you know what? I've been thinking about that. And you're exactly right. Because sometimes I feel like nurses feel like all they can offer their skills is in the hospital. Nurses can offer their skills in a business. And that's another way to prevent burnout. If you're getting burnout in that hospital, I, you know, recommend that you find out what your passion is and turn it into a business. And one thing I can say about nurses, anybody can go into legal nurse consultant because you have learned skills, you have expertise and the legal arena needs uh, nurses in this field because the attorneys don't know the medical things. They don't know what we know. That's where we come in. That We're the missing piece that comes in. So to answer your question, yes, I, that's how I got into the mentorship because of the request that I was getting on last year. So if someone wants to learn more, where can they go, Ashley, to find more about your program? My email is info, I-N-F-O, at truebindlegal.com. And we'll have that in the show notes too. Yes, yes. So it's info at truevinelegal.com. Uh, and also, uh, they can join our face. I have a Facebook group. We, well, we have a Facebook group, me and someone else, because um, we're very passionate about legal nurse consulting. But uh, the name of the Facebook group is called Legal Nurses of Justice. And that is on the Facebook group as well. And you and they also can reach out to me on Facebook as well. I'm under Ashley Hughes. I know there's a lot of Ashleys, <laughs> but it's I'm under Ashley Hughes as well. And also uh, my website as well. I want to make sure I include that is www.truevinelegal.com. So www.truevinelegal.com. And again, we'll have all those links in the show notes so you can know how to find Ashley. Ashley, what uh, tips or advice could you give to nurses today? Tips. <laughs> you sure? Do you have a whole nother hour? <laughs> <laughs> that, yes. On another time, we definitely <laughs> right, will. Right. Um, yes. I, I, uh, but yeah, so tips I would give to nurses is, and you know, because I'm in the legal arena. Well, let me say this. Let's recognize burnout. Burnout is if you're coming to your job and you feel and you're not excited about what you're doing. Uh, if you if you if you have an attitude towards it, you know, like, I, you know, for instance, I don't want to be here. If you feel if you feel not content in that situation or if you just have a passion to do something else than what you're doing you're getting to the point where you're getting burned out, okay? Because you don't enjoy what you're doing anymore. And I would advise nurses, if you're experiencing burnout, please find your passion that you are wanting to do because it can affect your patient care. You may not realize it affects your patient care, but it does, okay? Because the patients are there, they don't, you know, they're they're coming to this, you know, medical system. We want to also, you know, you know, we want to make sure we have on that smiling face, and we're taking our time with them, being patient. And um, I just recommend if you're experiencing burnout, please, please, please 
find another area to move into in the healthcare uh, arena. Or if you just like, I don't want to be on a nine to five or whatever your schedule is, 12 hour shifts or eight hour shifts. I don't want to be on that type of schedule. Then it sounds like you need to open up a business. Okay. Uh, If you're one of those people and you're like, I don't want to open up a business. I don't have any desire for that. uh, Then it, it may be, you just need to move in another area of specialization or you need to move up maybe in management, but get somewhere where you move into an area of nursing where you can use your passion in that area. Because if you don't, it's going to get worse and you're really going to get burned out. And then there's going to be an outcome that comes out from you being burnt out. Great advice. I'm so happy that you said that because sometimes I think people don't realize they're as far along on that path as they truly are. And so I love that you say that, recognize it and do something about it before it gets worse. Well, we are very fortunate to have you here today. And I'm excited to say that Ashley and I have already talked about her coming back on and talking about things that nurses need to know about in the legal world, like documentation. And so at some point, we'll be hearing from Ashley again, um, and she's going to offer us some great advice on on those things. Yes, I I definitely have a lot to share. I know in another um, session (laughs) uh, about legal documentation, things you should know, and also the things that I see in reviewing the medical records that nurses definitely need to know and be aware of. This session, I would encourage anybody to join for new grads, especially for new grads, and also for experienced nurses as well. I thank you so much for your time, Ashley, and I'm excited that we'll be hearing from you again. Definitely. And thank you so much, Beth, for having me and, and, and reaching out to me. And um, I'm so glad to be a part of your, your show. Well, thank you so much. And if you are looking to get in touch with Ashley, check out her links in the show notes. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you. want to thank Ashley for coming on the show today. What a great conversation. A couple tips that she left us with. Recognize burnout, especially if you're not excited to go to your job, you're not content with what you're doing, not happy. Find a new avenue to go down. She's given us some great ideas on what we can do differently. Find your passion, find another area, um, and really recognize that your burnout can affect patient care. Find someone to talk to or just look at a new avenue to take and stay in nursing. Thank you all for taking the time to be here at our podcast today. It was great to have you to listen. Please share this podcast with others if you enjoyed it. If you'd like more information on becoming a member, please visit don'teatyouryoung.com or you can find me on my Facebook group, Don't Eat Your Young. Have a great day. Don't you give up now. You have made